hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. Boy, and is it another day. I'm Bill Knight. It's, you know what? We said always towards the weekend, yep. major things happen. And of course, we're getting close to the end of the year. And there's desperation in the air. Can you smell it? Oh, absolutely. Yep, it's there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, there, there is desperation all around. Old Trump did it. Did his announcement yesterday. The left is saying that he's tortured. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're torturing him. And he's desperate. No, he's not desperate. He's you a... Know, but... Most people who know him will tell you that he's a he's a genius. Whether you like him or not, the guy's a genius. He's the kind of guy that thinks around corners and he does his, you know, his chess games, five moves mm-hmm. ahead, things like that. Well, the media is saying, hey, you know what? He's spelling out what he's going to do. When he, uh, if he wins the election in 2024, but wait, he didn't mention. No, he didn't 2024. mention 2024. No. He did not mention 2024. So what the hell is it? Is he up to? Mm, well, you know, yesterday, first he came out with the big, uh, major announcement, right? His major announcement and everyone waited with bated breath and suddenly a commercial came on for, the new Trump digital uh, trading cards. You can trade them with your friends around the country. You, you can, they're $99 for a set of Trump trading cards. And it has President Trump dressed up as a superhero. And he's doing all these wonderful things. And, and people are going, wait a second, that's the major announcement? I mean, I sat here waiting with bated breath for something to happen. And he does a damn commercial. It reminds me of that scene in uh, a Christmas story, when Ralphie gets his his decoding his uh, his special ring from uh, um, some game that he was playing, and he opens it up, and it says, "A damn decoding ring," you know, and that's that's the feeling we all had yesterday when we initially looked at the trading cards and thought, "What? what has he lost his mind? Doesn't he realize that?" That well, most of the nation is waiting for something momentous to, to be said and done here, not for a commercial? A lot of things on the trading card thing, though. You know, you sit there and you go, oh, this is like a Marvel series. I'm going like, well, wait a minute. You know, who's into Marvel? What's the generation? What's the demographic? You know, that's number one. So who is he talking to with it? It's digital. Well, So the first thing I think of digital, wait a minute, trading card, currency, digital currency. Well, then about an hour or so later, much to the surprise and chagrin of people who don't like President Trump, he came out with the real announcement. And everybody kind of looked at it like, what's the major announcement? Was it the trading cards or or was it this here? No, what I'm going to play for you here is the the major announcement, okay? But it was kind of overshadowed by that digital uh, card trading thing. But I have a few theories about that digital card trading thing, and we'll talk about that in a matter of moments. But first, President Trump. If we don't have free speech, then we just don't have a free country. It's as simple as that. If this most fundamental right is allowed to perish, then the rest of our rights and liberties will topple just like dominoes one by one. They'll go down. That's why today I'm announcing my plan to shatter the left-wing censorship regime 
and to reclaim the right to free speech for all Americans. And reclaim is a very important word in this case because they've taken it away. In recent weeks, bombshell reports have confirmed that a sinister group of deep state bureaucrats, Silicon Valley tyrants, left-wing activists, and depraved corporate news media have been conspiring to manipulate and silence the American people. They have collaborated to suppress vital information on everything from elections to public health. The censorship cartel must be dismantled and destroyed, and it must happen immediately. And here's my plan. First, within hours of my inauguration, I will sign an executive order banning any federal department or agency from colluding with any organization, business, or person to censor, limit, categorize, or impede the lawful speech of American citizens. I will then ban federal money from being used to label domestic speech as mis- or disinformation. And I will begin the process of identifying and firing every federal bureaucrat who has engaged in domestic censorship, directly or indirectly, whether they are the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Health, Human Services, the FBI, the DOJ, no matter who they are. Second, I will order the Department of Justice to investigate all parties involved in the new online censorship regime which is absolutely destructive and terrible, and to aggressively prosecute any and all crimes identified. These include possible violations of federal civil rights law, campaign finance laws, federal election law, securities law, and antitrust laws, the Hatch Act, and a host of other potential criminal, civil, regulatory, and constitutional offenses. To assist in these efforts, I am urging House Republicans to immediately send preservation letters, and we have to do this right now, to the Biden administration, the Biden campaign, and every Silicon Valley tech giant, ordering them not to destroy evidence of censorship. Third, upon my inauguration as president, I will ask Congress to send a bill to my desk, revising Section 230, to get big online platforms out of censorship business. From now on, digital platforms should only qualify for immunity protection under Section 230 if they meet high standards of neutrality, transparency, fairness, and non-discrimination. We should require these platforms to increase their efforts to take down unlawful content such as child exploitation, and promoting terrorism while dramatically curtailing their power to arbitrarily restrict lawful speech. Fourth, we need to break up the entire toxic censorship industry that has arisen under the false guise of tackling so-called mis- and disinformation. The federal government should immediately stop funding all nonprofits and academic programs that support this authoritarian project. If any U.S. university is discovered to have engaged in censorship activities or election interferences in the past, such as flagging social media content for removal of blacklisting, those universities should lose federal research dollars and federal student loan support for a period of five years and maybe more. We should also enact new laws laying out clear criminal penalties for federal bureaucrats 
who partner with private entities to do an end run around the Constitution and deprive Americans of their first, fourth, and fifth amendment rights. In other words, deprive them of their vote. And once you lose those elections, and once you lose your borders like we have, you no longer have a country. Furthermore, to confront the problems of major platforms being infiltrated by legions of former deep staters and intelligence officials, there should be a seven-year calling-off period before any employee of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DNI, DHS, or DOD is allowed to take a job at a company possessing vast quantities of U.S. user data. Fifth, the time has finally come for Congress to pass a digital bill of rights. This should include a right to digital due process. In other words, government officials should need a court order to take down online content, not send information requests such as the FBI was sending to Twitter. Furthermore, when users of big online platforms have their content or accounts removed, throttled, shadow banned, or otherwise restricted, no matter what name they use, they should have the right to be informed that it's happening, the right to a specific explanation of the reason why, and the right to a timely appeal. In addition, all users over the age of 18 should have the right to opt out of content moderation and curation entirely and receive an unmanipulated stream of information if they so choose. The fight for free speech is a matter of victory or death for America and for the survival of Western civilization itself. When I am president, this whole rotten system of censorship and information control will be ripped out of the system at large. There won't be anything left. By restoring free speech, we'll begin to reclaim our democracy and save our nation. Thank you, and God bless America. Wow. Now, we're going to venture into the theory area, the speculation yeah, there's a lot to area. there's uh, unpack in that speech, well, but let's go ahead and... I, I got some, some thoughts on this, Bill, and you can... You can differ if you want to. Uh, you can add some stuff if you want to. But you know that I like to write uh, scripts and stuff like right, that. Right, right. And when you write a script, you think out of the box. You don't think just the way you see things. You think around corners. And and that's how you have to look, I think, at what he did yesterday. I don't think that everything should be looked at as, well, he made a mistake, he did a commercial, and then he did this speech, and that's it. I think there's... So you're saying not everything it, uh, appears at, as as oh, what it really is. Abs- what you're saying. Absolutely. I think they're all connected. We have to uh, agree that he does not have a traditional means of communication anymore because probably everything that he uses... Every traditional device, cell phone, uh, his computers, everything right now is probably being monitored by one of those agencies that he mentioned in that list. You know, the DOD, the Mm -hmm. CIA, the NSA, all of these organizations are probably monitoring everything that President Trump says and does. And, of course, you got the digital media, the the horsemen of the the apocalypse. They actually monitor everybody Mm -hmm. nothing is safe by anybody so let's say hypothetically that he has uh 
um, he has supporters on his side. Let's say, mm-hmm. hypothetically, there was a segment of the military, for example, that was uh, aligned to him, that believed that he was and still is the president and that it was stolen from him. Let's say there is proof positive in the minds of the majority of the, of the military that he is the president, but for the sake and the well-being of the nation, he capitulated and walked out of the White House in 2020, or 2021 actually, because he didn't want upheaval. He, he, let's say he believed that most of the country wasn't aware of what was really going on, and he didn't want to cause a civil war and strife. He, I mean, you saw what they did with January 6th, okay? Well, yeah, and, and I have stuff to say on that and what you just said. Because the left is scared. They, they accuse him of being a tortured, uh, desperate person. But they're tortured and desperate. They're doing the torturing. And there's a vote on Monday, on January 6th, where they think they've got him in a coup to overthrow and, uh, democracy and take over the government because of emails that they, uh, or text, not emails, but text, that they were monitoring everyone, which they do, and all it was is people going, hey, this election was stolen. Declare martial law. Mm-hmm. Well, number one, everybody was, is free to an opinion. There was no mention of a coup. There was no mention of, you know, it was just, can you do this? Okay. They have the right to ask that. He has the right to get that text. And he did not do what they asked to do martial law. Therefore, you know, they're, they're throwing out the, well, this is hearsay, but I think so. So it's got to be, we're going to, you know, they want to lock them up. I think that what you said is true. I think that they will try to do anything right now to put him behind bars. And I think they already he, said that. I this think, said- he, I think he knows this. And mm-hmm. I, and I, I think that getting back to the communications mm-hmm. thing, he cannot call his supporters, his, the guys behind the scenes with him and communicate by phone, by text, by email, because they're monitoring everything. So let's say before he left the White House, he decided with his cohorts that there has to be a a fail-safe, absolutely secure means of communication instantly to, to spread the word about where we are and what stage we're at. They come up with this digital playing card thing. Now, we have to admit, everybody, if you like Trump, you don't like Trump, you have to admit that he doesn't need the money from cartoon cards, okay? He doesn't need it. He's worth over $10 billion, all right? That's just, he doesn't need the money. This is not a, a venture that he's going out to make a few bucks. Don't get me wrong, the guy loves making money because he wouldn't be as successful as he is now if he didn't, but... He's not doing this, and especially this, because this kind of is such a blind side to his supporters that he knows he's going to alienate a few, at least for a while, and he doesn't want to do that. He really loves his supporters. So the cards are there for a reason, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They are a way for him to communicate instantaneously with people around the world who are his supporters to tell him what stage of the process we're at and what to do next. 
I don't know how many cards are in the deck. Let's say there are 100 cards. I don't know. Maybe there's 50 cards. Whatever. Let's say each one of those cards represents something has to be done. So we just heard a speech, right? Mm -hmm. We just heard a speech. Let's say in the speech, hypothetically, that was the key to the cards. The speech was the key to the cards. You have... I listened very carefully to what he was saying. He he numbered it. Number one. It's funny you should number mention that. two. Number three. And he said these things. And let's say hypothetically that in each the key had when you mention a number, count five digits in, that's the that's the word. Right? Mention I'm just hypothetically, if that is the key to the cards, they're both connected. Well, or it could be much simpler than that. He numbered it. Now I'm sitting there going, all right, uh, this week uh, we're releasing digital card number three. Does that mean number three on his list happens? Uh, it's digital card number one. Or maybe it's the reverse order. You know, But it, it's, it was a plan that was drawn up a long time ago, if, like you're saying, and this is just the instructions. And when you involve numbers, there's there's a lot of ways to interpret it, unless you know the pattern. All right, and and Bill, for, let's say people are out there going, "Oh, come on! Why does he need to do something like that? I mean, why can't he just come out and say what he has to say?" Well, I'll tell you why. Actually, I won't tell you why. I'm going to play for you a cut. Now, this was on Tucker Carlson's show last night, and I would submit that he did the most dangerous thing he has ever done as a talk show host last night. Mm -hmm. The most dangerous. People may say that's being very dramatic. Nope. Yesterday, he, he essentially said the CIA killed JFK. Well, I believe that. Well, he does too. I'm going to play for you this cut here. It's only three minutes and 42 seconds, and we'll talk some more. Listen to this. In 1976, long forgotten, the House of Representatives impaneled a special committee to reinvestigate the JFK assassination. Their bipartisan conclusion? Jack Kennedy was almost certainly murdered as the result of a conspiracy. But the question is, a conspiracy by whom? Well, the obvious suspect would be the CIA. Why else would the agency withhold critical evidence for investigators? Is there a benign explanation for that, for maintaining this level of secrecy for this many years? Not that we're aware of. And it is illegal. In 1992, Congress passed the President John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection Act. And that act mandated full disclosure of all documents by 2017, 54 years after JFK was killed. The last administration promised to comply fully with that law, but under intense pressure from CIA Director Mike Pompeo, withheld in the end thousands of pages of CIA documents. Today, this afternoon, the Biden administration did exactly the same thing. That would be thousands of pages of documents after nearly 60 years, after the death of every single person involved. But we still can't see them. Clearly, it's not to protect any person. They're all dead. It's to protect an institution. But why? Well, today we decided to find out. 
We spoke to someone who had access to these still hidden CIA documents, a person who was deeply familiar with what they contain. We asked this person directly, did the CIA have a hand in the murder of John F. Kennedy, an American president? And here's the reply we received verbatim, quote, the answer is yes. I believe they were involved. It's a whole different country from what we thought it was. It's all fake. It's hard to imagine a more jarring response than that. Again, this is not a, quote, conspiracy theorist that we spoke to, not even close. This is someone with direct knowledge of the information that once again is being withheld from the American public. And the answer we received was unequivocal. Yes, the CIA was involved in the assassination of the president. Now, some people will not be surprised to hear that. They suspected it all along. But no matter how you feel about or what you thought about the Kennedy assassination, pause to consider what this means. It means that within the U.S. government, there are forces wholly beyond democratic control. These forces are more powerful than the elected officials that supposedly oversee them. These forces can affect election outcomes. They can even hide their complicity in the murder of an American president. In other words, they can do pretty much anything they want. They constitute a government within a government, mocking by their very existence the idea of democracy. As cynical as we have become after 30 years of watching government officials ignore the voters who employ them, we were shocked to learn this. It's not acceptable. Americans have trusted their government less with every passing year since the killing of John F. Kennedy. Maybe this is why. And people have known this for a long time. The people who knew would include every director of the CIA since November of 1963. And that list would include Obama's CIA director, John Brennan, one of the most sinister and dishonest figures in American life. That list would also include, we are sad to say, our friend Mike Pompeo, who ran the CIA in the last administration. Mike Pompeo knew this. We asked Pompeo to join us tonight, and though he really turns down a televised interview, he refused to come. We hope he will reconsider. Okay, that's that's what that segment of what he said. What he said was about uh, 10 or 15 minutes long. It was really quite interesting, but that was the key part. He talked to a guy who was uh, had intimate knowledge of the CIA. Apparently he worked there. He had access to the information that he was talking about, and he absolutely believes the CIA killed JFK. And he, then he said uh, guys like John Brennan, and unfortunately Mike Pompeo knew about this stuff. I asked Mike Pompeo to stop by, but he declined. Hopefully he'll reconsider. And I would submit, Bill, that he didn't decline because he doesn't want to be caught holding that information. If he had that information, I think that he shared that information with President Trump. I believe President Trump is aware of this, too. All of this ties together, Bill. All mm -hmm. of this ties together. Those trading cards, there's a reason for them that we can't figure out. Well, I kind of have a feeling I know what they're all about, but... The, the mainstream media on the surface is saying trading cards. Oh, ridiculous. Don't look at them as just trading cards. He doesn't need the business. There's a reason. And, Bill, they're digital. You can explain yeah. this to the people. They are digital. Okay? So that means that they're instantaneous and accessible to anybody anywhere in the world with a keystroke. Mm -hmm. To get these cards, you have to have a digital wallet. I don't even know what a digital wallet is. You were going to explain that. Well, well, the digital wallet is something you 
uh, you get online. You can get it. You set up your account stuff, uh, your information, everything about you. And it's just basically a place to put your digital coins. Uh, people that sit there and mine for uh, cryptocurrency, mm -hmm. which, you know, and if you're going, oh, I've heard about that. Well, what's that mining thing, which now is kind of unpopular because of everything that's gone on, you know, but basically what you would do is take your computer and you could use a piece of software, um, Honeypot, I think was one of them. And you go in and you set up your account, you got your digital wallet and your computer's online and it does equations. They take everybody's computer that's online and they do computations for companies, essentially. And your reward is cryptocurrency. Hmm. You're not really mining your your yeah. your at your your hardware is being used uh, because it takes a lot of energy to to do what they do. So it's kind of like a network of computers. By setting up those digital playing cards, you have to have a digital wallet. And the purpose of the digital wallet would be to what? Put money into it so that you could use it to, to well, purchase yeah, your, new your, cards or your digital currency. Or in this case, if it's a digital card, it means it has a value. If you're saying it's $99 to buy right. in, right? okay, then it, essentially you've got $99 in that currency. Now, it can go down. It can go up. And there's always, like every, like trading uh, money the, the, for an exchange, there's a conversion ratio. So that's where you're. Your wallet comes in. It's a so is virtual he up, wallet. Is he setting up sort of a currency to get his product? Yeah, it, it could be. I mean, there's a lot of ways you could read this. You know, now you got to be careful how you read it and how we, we okay. say it, uh, because let's say that everything that we're you know, that we're theorizing is going on. That means that the government that we have is illegitimate, and it needs to be replaced. What's it replaced with? Everything that I played for you this morning, I think, ties together. Mm -hmm. I talked to you about the digital cards. That's written, and people say it's oh, how silly. Okay, but there's a no, reason. No, that's a real thing. There's a reason why he did it. I think the the people that got donations, the the senators that got donations, the people that trade in cryptocurrency, they have a digital wallet. It's it's nothing more than like a. You remember those little um, little things you put in your your pocket that you hold the change. Mm -hmm. You know. That's kind of like that. It's it's just a digital bank account that you keep your cryptocurrency in. Okay, so it's like it's it's like having a folder, a file, uh, a file on, a, on, a, on a computer, and you put your stuff in it. So he has the cards. He has the speech yesterday. He has key things in his speech that he emphasizes with numbers. Number one, number two. He he goes through this, and there are things that he says even there are there are even things in the speech if you listen carefully that are emphasized by volume changes and, and a whole bunch of other different things yes they could be simple they could be uh, they could be explained by uh, a poor audio tech that didn't watch his levels or they could have a meaning that we don't know about i don't think this guy does anything at this point in his career and his life by mistake that's what mm -hmm. and, and when i hear people say oh I think he's lost his mind. His ego's got to him. There is that possibility. Maybe something. That, maybe I'm the one who's reaching here, and that's okay. Or maybe I'm right, and you guys are wrong. You know, he's done a lot of things that people have said are weird and strange in his 
presidential career and had been uh, proven to be a success down the road. Couldn't this be the same thing? Yeah, it could be the same thing. I, I mean, look, Trump is a good bet, no matter what you say, even if you're a lefty, he's a good bet. I mean, uh, if I if I were just going to take 99 bucks and throw it out at something, I've spent that much at a bar in one night. I don't drink anymore, but, you know, I've done that and had nothing to show for it. Yeah, you know what? Buy one of those crypto uh, uh, trading cards of his because the worst that can happen is nothing, which uh, that happens when you go spend, uh, have a $110 tab at a bar. Um, the best that can happen is everybody else jumps in on it and its value goes up. And I'll tell you one thing about that. You know, you can't take that money that's in that currency uh, if the government has nothing to do with it and take it and give it away for reparations uh, to another country or, or people that don't deserve it. Well, I want reparations for 16 generations. You know, uh, that is a whole different thing. People have, uh, have questioned him consistently throughout his, his political career, and they've been proven to be the ones who are wrong. He, the guy is a smart guy, and he has a plan for everything. He doesn't do anything without a plan. I know there are people out there who are saying, well, why is he being so paranoid? Why would he be so secretive? I just played for you a cut from Tucker Carlson from last night. Mm -hmm. Tucker has the most successful talk show on cable TV. He has the, it, it's number one. And Tucker's got to be careful because his health doesn't look too good these well, days. Well, and he also broadcasts from Washington, too. How's that? I mean, yeah. I'd be careful driving home after yeah, the show you know, from the studio. Yeah, don't, don't jump in a plane because the engine might fall out. But, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> falls out of your car, who the hell cares? You know, and what, say, hey, get, get your engine off the highway. What he <laughs> said yesterday was... Yeah, a lot of people have questioned it, but he said he talked to somebody at the CIA, and that somebody said that, yeah, they were involved in the killing of a president of the United States. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And now why are they tied together? Because if they killed a president in 1963, what would stop them from killing a president in 2022 or 2023? Yeah. And, you know, something you got to realize, you know, well, they're, they're in the government. They can't do stuff like that. But, you know, when you think about it, uh, our government is a corporation. It's a corporation. Yeah. So if it's a corporation, is it a private business? Does it have certain protections that an individual and a normal government wouldn't have? Are you saying that our votes really don't mean anything, that everything is done by a board of directors somewhere? Uh, pretty much that everything is BS. Just like what that's in a game. Just like that CIA informant said to Tucker Carlson, it's all fake. It's all fake. That's what I'm saying. Because, look, if you don't believe the District of Columbia is incorporated, look it up. 1878, I believe. Yeah. Just, no. just after Grant. Right. So that means that everything since then has been illegitimate. Now, well, yeah, but I, I pay taxes and all of this stuff. Do you have to really pay taxes? Let's think about that for a second. Let's just bring taxes up because you'll be thinking about this very soon. You know, you you get a thing, you know, and you go, you fill out a form. Right. 
and you write down every dime that you made, and they give you calculations of how to figure out your taxes, and then you sign it. And there are two important things on there. I declare this is what I made, and this is what I owe you. You don't owe the government a damn dime until you say that. Right. Now, they're thugs. You don't sign that. You don't do it. They will come get you because they are thugs. But the point is, if you really, and there was a guy, I think his name was Schwab too, that, uh, you know, he never paid taxes. He did some jail time, but he would go around the circuit in the 80s. And I remember and, him. I remember him. Yeah, and uh, the government came after him in so many ways. And it wasn't a cop coming up and arresting him. It wasn't an IRS agent. No, these were different. You know, this is like, hey, hey, you didn't pay your, uh, you didn't pay your protection dues. You know, slug over here is going to break some bones. <laughs> and then you're going to think about that, and you're going to sign that damn piece of paper that says <laughs> you owe us that money, and you're going to give it to us with interest. Well, that's our government. Well, look, look it up. If you don't believe me, I'm not saying don't pay your taxes. Uh, and But, you know, it is your money. You've earned it. Uh, and you got to believe that you get something for what you're paying in. But let me give you just one little tease of what you're getting. Our kids are valuable to us. You know what's going on? Is it uh, Chesapeake, one of the schools down there? The, you know how... I know the left has always got a problem, you know, if you have a Bible club or the young Christian organization, um, you know, stuff like that. Do you know they now have a um, an atheist club oh, yeah. in schools? Yeah. So they, they teach you uh, the seven tenements of atheism. Yeah. Do you want your kids knowing that? Hey, listen. And they will not, they will not tell you what those seven tenements are. In no, Illinois. No, 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 no. In Illinois. They just uh, allowed a an after-school Satan club. Yeah, it's the Satan club, yeah. Same thing? Okay, same story. Same, okay, atheist yeah. club, Satan club, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can call it different things, but this is at a public school. Yeah. This is an after-school function sanctioned yeah. by the schools. And they're sitting there, and you have all this wokeism that's going on now. Um, there was something that I was reading Oh, there was somebody that came out. I don't have the, the, the notes from yesterday, but uh, there was a congressman that was saying, well, you know, he was talking about transgenders. They gave up being a transgender. They they became untransgenders. Yeah. And the the left came out and said, if you're a transgender, yeah, the, there is yeah. no reversal in it. You're a yeah. transgender. Actually, I, heard, a transgender. I saw an interview just last week with somebody who said he go had gone through the process and realized when he got older that it was a mistake and how much damage he had done to himself by going through that process. He, how, how many He had physical things done to him that uh, he regretted desperately. He, mm -hmm. knew, he said he knew a girl, a young girl, who was uh, like 14 and had a double mastectomy. And now she's yeah. in her 20s and she's devastated with the decision she made as a child but they but allow they her give these they want these kids to have that and if you know let's say that you got a six-year-old daughter and she believes that she was born under the wrong 
with the wrong gene or whatever it is, you know, to say, yeah, I'm really a man, mom. I want to go, you know, get an ornament hung on me and get something take off. And that happens. Yeah. You know, look at the mental anguish Awful. that's going to go on with this person for the rest of her life. And they become suicidal. Some do. You're absolutely correct. But, you know, getting back to what we were talking about initially, right. I think you'll find there's a connection to almost everything we've talked about here today, from the commercial about the superhero, Trump, mm -hmm. to the digital playing cards, whatever he calls them, to the speech he gave about social media, to Tucker Carlson's announcement. There's a reason for everything, I think. I think there's a connection here that a lot of people will look back and say, oh, yeah, they were all tied up, but we didn't see it initially. Well, you know, they, everyone talked about the election deniers. You know, it was a fair election. Well, thanks to the Twitter dump, and for whatever reason, Elon did this. Every, there's all kinds of theories in that, too. You know, that this was just his way of diverting attention to the other big corporations so he could free up things so that he could do what he's got to do to compete in that arena. Why would Tucker do something so dangerous in the first 20 minutes of his show yesterday? Because if he believes what he's talking about. And yeah, you know, he is building an audience. He's getting good money for what he does, but he believes in what he's doing. And somebody's got to stand up. Part of this, you have to attack the media because the media is a tool which was has been proven right has, is a tool of the deep state i would suggest that if you are a supporter of donald trump or the right or his message don't despair from what you saw yesterday because there's more to it than what meets the eye okay yeah a lot of things are going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to and we won't we may never be privy to we may never be have the whole story, but I don't think we'll need the whole story. I do think that there will be a positive outcome. Uh, I think, yeah. but it'll get darker. There'll be some other moments. I think you even said you think uh, we they're going to try to make a move on Trump before the end of the year. Maybe indict well, indict him. What they're doing is the January sixth committee, which, by the way, just so you understand, they don't have the the power to indict to arrest, to lock them up, put them in an orange suit, take them away, bury them out of, under the cornerstone of a federal prison. Right. They can't do that. They can recommend different things based on what they think is evidence, which it is not evidence. As a matter of fact, there's more, there's more hard evidence against the left than the, you know, there's hearsay, you know, it, there's assumptions and hearsays and, and made up stuff about January 6th, and none of it's true. But that's what they got. They're going to vote on Monday, and they say they got the new evidence, which is the exchange of uh, text messages saying from other senators saying, hey, this was stolen. You need to, to declare martial law so that we can fix all of this, which, as you pointed out, you know, he, he sat there and looked at everything and said, no, if I do that, that's people won't understand it. So... You had to kind of let things play out, and things are still playing out. Now, there's also the DOJ. Uh, what's the guy's name? Merrick uh, Garland. Well, no, there's not just Merrick Garland. Christopher Wray. Jack, Jack Smith. 
Oh, yeah, a- he's the uh, special prosecutor, yeah. Okay, well, now he is going to expand his DOJ investigation immediately mm-hmm. against Trump. So they are trying to, they don't have to have hard facts. Well, you know, we believe, we yeah. think, that. what if he did? Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Well, let's not look at maybe he didn't. Let's look at the maybes. Let's do some. That's good enough for us. Let's do some what ifs here, okay? All right. What if what Tucker Carlson said is true that there is a sub government that we don't see that is the real uh, the real power behind uh, what we what we're seeing on the surface here? Uh, what if there's a, a sub government that is in charge of everything? In this country, and all that we're seeing is a puppet government. Biden and his cronies, they're just the face that they want us to see right now. And let's say that Trump is aware of this, and he and his minions are fighting against that sub-government. Well, that's, that's a distinct possibility, and that probably is what's going on. Trump right now is not in a healthy place in his life because... They want to get their hands on him. Why do they want to get their hands on him? They don't have the power or anything to do it, so they're going to have to create something to get him. And they've then Trump is going to— There have already been supposedly assassination attempts against him that we are not privy to. Right, and I think they the only way that they're going to be able to pull it off is to get him, even if they lock him up for half a day. He got distraught, you know, all his desperation— Right. He just couldn't take it anymore. And if that happens, friends, then everything that we just talked about is totally true. And you're, well, I already know your vote doesn't count. It's just becoming more prominent and obvious. They don't want it to happen. Yeah. Along those lines, as to what you were saying, a slight uh, off-ramp here, the Jeffrey Epstein case, we know that there were a lot of very important people who visited Epstein Island. True. We know that they were mentioned, for example, in that court case with Ghislaine Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Yet they've never been mentioned publicly by anybody anywhere. They've gone out of their way to protect the names of the people who were on that island. Why don't we know that information? Well, they don't want us to know, but let's look at what's going on with the raid in Mar-a-Lago and the DOJ going after him. Is that not the dark state saying, go get this bastard, see what evidence he's got? Because he's got it somewhere, and if that comes out, we're cooked. Okay. So that's what they're looking for. They believe that, in my mind, Trump has got the goods, mm-hmm. you know? Now, and to see, if Trump were to sit there and go, okay, I have a special announcement. I'm going to present to you exactly, you know, <laughs> what 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 I've got. Uh, there would be a suicidal pilot in a plane mm-hmm. that would crash where he is with all the inf- information. Well, it's too bad he never got, I wonder what he had to say. He was probably going to admit he was guilty. They're going to, they need, they can't just take him out. They got to find out if and what he has, because 
they take him out. And let's say, you know, they didn't get what he has. If you it's were going to come out, if a, the average Joe out there were involved in some kind of pedophilia situation and he was arrested, everybody that he was involved with would be uh, would be brought to the attention of the of the public. They would be mentioned in a news story somewhere. Right. The, it wouldn't be a secret. Yet these very powerful people have the power to squelch it all. And I think that they're involved with that same deep state that we were talking about just a few minutes ago. Yeah. Now, here's here's a wild thing. That I, I'm not saying this is happening. All right. But, you know, you take that... Um, you take the digital cards or that crypto yeah. uh, idea. And let's say that you're holding information that is so hot, so earth shattering, you know, you can't physically, it, it's like kryptonite. Oh, you I can't know. touch it. Yep. You know, because not only are, is it going to destroy them, it's going to destroy you too. So how would you disseminate that information? Could you sit there through a series of computers that they can't track and they're all, they have, they have ways of linking and you put it out there in crypto form and those release in timed sequences from so many different sites that the information, if I had information like that, right, I would be working on a way that, okay, you bastards, I'm going to get you. And here's how I'm going to do it. You might get me, but long after I'm gone, it's still going to be dumping, and they're going to know what you did. That might be a possibility, Bill. You know, uh, leave it for me to go off the track. No, you know, but- it was, I don't think we're any more off the track than I. My theory, my theory is is a, a bit of a stretch for a lot of people, but I do think that everything we saw yesterday from the former president was not something which should be taken uh, at face value. I think well, there's a deeper meaning. Go back to the fact that our government's incorporated. It's a corporation. And what does that mean? Why would it have done that? But, you know, and they're, they're, they'll give you reasons. You look at the Kennedy uh, assassination. assassination yeah. you, you look at that. You look at this election because you're a denier, I'm a denier, all, all of us uh, are deniers. But yet the Twitter dumps showed us that it was stolen, and yeah. they, they're manipulating the media. They controlled the social media, and they actually you know, had conversations. Now they're trying to change that narrative to point fingers at Republicans that weren't guilty of anything. It's like saying you saw a car accident. You saw the car accident. It hit the tree. You saw it happen, but the media is saying, no, that didn't happen. And this, if the media keeps saying it enough, after a while you start doubting yourself. Like, well, did I see the car hit the tree? I thought it well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe maybe missed the tree. I mean, yeah. that's how they think. They think that they have so much power that they can take the truth and discard it. Well, actually, they do have that much power. And we have let this go all through the years. All this time, mm-hmm. we've ignored the obvious. You know, uh, you ignore the fact that uh, all of this is happening. Uh, I have a thing I can't find it right now uh somebody sent to me because i thought oh this would be a cool recording as a christmas card because it had about 13 things that all of the things that are going on that you know 
but you kind of ignored because of the way it's pushed aside. But when you see it all together, you go, yeah. Oh, but when you lay it out all together, you know, and all this happened and you didn't even pay attention. To why it. would your leaders, the people that you voted in, why would they allow your borders to disappear and have millions of people cross it with no consequence? Why? See, that's that's a good question. Uh, there was a story that I was looking at. I, I couldn't sleep last night. I was watching a story, and it was about, uh, you know, the FBI going, hey, we need to get into the phones to uh, get after some of these criminals that are out there because uh, by getting into their phones and stuff and being able to monitor and track, uh, they can do their police work. And this was the FBI. And, you know, uh, they were going after AT&T because AT&T was blocking them from, you know, having that kind of access. And going, we have to have it for law enforcement. And I'm sitting there thinking, you dirty bastards. You sat there and, you know, you've been using and manipulating and proving that you can't be trusted by having that kind of access. But now you want to sit there and say you need it for the good and protection of the people. But you used it at the behest of Joe Biden and Kamala to put in your Manchurian candidate. You know, you wanted to put in your anointed chosen candidate. So really, when the Democrats were going, Trump is not my president, he did win legitimately in 2016. But did Biden? Well, obviously he didn't. Right. So really, he is not our president. There is one other theory that people have out there, and I'm going to throw it out so you can think about it over the weekend because it is so far-fetched that uh, even I go, hmm, but it's out there. And with the, with the mention of JFK's assassination and the fact that the CIA was involved, right? Now, it, it mm -hmm. wasn't just Lee Harvey Oswald, a lone gun, gunman, who thought, oh, I think I'll shoot the president you know, from from 300 yards and six stories up or whatever it was with with a bolt-action rifle and, of course, never miss. Um, there was more to it. The theory is, and I'm going to put this out there, this is going around, the, this is going around, people are thinking about this, is that JFK didn't die. Junior. The junior didn't die in a plane crash off Martha's Vineyard. This we is talked a, about that before. This yeah. is this is a theory which, and that he, by the way, was an incredibly cr close friend, a personal friend of Donald Trump's. That right. he, that he still is alive, and mm -hmm. uh, that he's going to come back into the uh, limelight again, so to speak, in the not too distant future. That he has been, he has been uh, on the sidelines. He's been hiding essentially. Because for fear of his life and his family's life. Right. Because his goal as a young man was to find out who killed his his father. This is the theory that's going on out there. My th and these people feel that he staged his death so that he can work on what he's been doing in private, in secret. Uh, it's an interesting concept. And by the way... If you're looking into this, there is a character you will see 
at Trump rallies, they will sometimes show this guy. He has, uh, it looks like he's wearing prosthetics and stuff, and he, he wears a, a hat. He's, he looks like he, this is a guy who very well could be an older 60-year-old JFK Jr. Because that's how old he would be right about now. So I would suggest if you think that I'm being ridiculous, that's fine. But if you think mm. that this is something interesting, look into it. Is you know there is a there is a theory going out that there's more to everything that we're seeing right now, and everything will be exposed and everything will be explained in the not too distant future. There's a reason for everything. There's a connection between, based upon this theory, that JFK Jr. and Donald Trump have been planning this whole process, that they're working on this from behind the scenes, and there's more coming down the road. I'm not saying I totally believe in that, okay? I mean, it's a, you have to take some serious leaps of faith to get to that theory being correct. But there's a lot of things that I thought were ridiculous in the last uh, 15 or 20 years that have been proven to be true. You start to be more open to uh, what has been in the past, far-fetched ideas, if you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying. And uh, I know exactly what you're saying. I, I would have a question. Let's say that that were all true. And then all of a sudden, he comes out and goes, hey, here I am. Here's why I did it. Are there laws that he would be guilty or crimes that he would be guilty of? Uh, filing false police reports and stuff like that, which is against the law. But um, he didn't file them. Well, he didn't, but other people did on his behalf. You're, that's true. He would have been, quote, dead. He didn't file anything. He Now, people say, what about the two people they found or three people they found in the plane? Again, we're taking the word of people we have not met that there were people in that plane. We're taking a mm -hmm. word, we're taking a word from people that we haven't met that there was a plane, right? That crashed in the water off Martha's Vineyard because nobody, I didn't see it, you didn't see it. We took it from the press. They didn't have press people out there in the search parties. Mm -hmm. It was just the military doing the searching. And uh, when they found the, quote, bodies, we took their word for it. So there's good and evil in the world. So let's just say for mm -hmm. a minute, you've got the dark state. I don't know what you're going to call the good. We'll call it the good state. And maybe he's got to be protected. You know, just like uh, the dark state can disappear somebody for their own good. Right. Can the good state disappear somebody for their own good? Sure. And when the time is right, you bring him out. Hey, listen. I'm I don't know. If we've learned, if we've gotten anything out of today's program. Don't take it at face value. Don't because take it's not... at, exactly. Do not take it at face value. Don't take anything you see right now as being, that's God's honest truth. I saw it on the news. Don't. Because right. I think there's more to what's going on than meets the eye. I'm just a guy like you and everybody else listening to this program, but... Uh, I've done a lot of thinking about this, and if you start thinking around corners a little bit, you start to realize there may be something around that corner. There's something that's going to happen, I think, in the not-too-distant future. I think that what happened yesterday is a signal to somebody, all right, everything's in place, let's go. Mm -hmm. It could be. I don't know. I mean, uh, I will say this. There, there, there's definitely something that is going to bust open. Now, Sadly, I'm going to say it could go either way. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I do think it's good and evil, and I think a lot of people will say there's good and evil. But people on the left think they're the good. They don't think they're the evil. They think we're the evil. 
And, you know, somebody that would be having a, a liberal program say, yeah, there's people on the right that think they're the good and that we're the evil. But it is a battle of good and evil. If and how we, it's going to go. If we lose and the deep state wins, we will never have the country we thought we were going to have as well, a kid. Never. Well, yeah, but, you know, some of this is generational. Uh, you know, you look at us, we grew up in a different time and where values were taught a certain way. We, under, we understand what democracy is. Children today don't. They don't understand socialism. Uh, it, well, they understand that they think it's, oh, it's a great thing. Uh, and a prime example of that, you know, AOC was once uh, an impressionable little girl. Yeah, but what I'm saying, Bill, is the country that was set up by our forefathers. Oh, what, it's gone. It's, it will never exist anymore. It kind of exists on the surface now, but even those things will be gone. We're removing the monuments of our of our historic figures. We're like, erasing uh, the history of it. That as the queen, the former queen used to, like, used to like to say, the great experiment, it was a great idea, a good concept. Unfortunately, there have been evil players from the onslaught of it all the way through. And I don't know that even if we rebuilt it, if we could, you know, it could happen again correctly. Or if we would just not end up back in the same place we are right now. We've had an interesting conversation. I wish we could continue on with this, but uh, uh, the clock on the wall says it's time to go. We've run out of time, but we will continue maybe on Monday. Maybe we'll yeah. have more to talk about on you Monday. You never know. I mean, look, things could happen today, tomorrow. Something's going to happen Monday. Something's going to happen on January 6th. Mm -hmm. There's a big vote. There's a lot of big things, cards, not digital cards, real-life cards. Right that are being played right before our very eyes and something's going to happen. And I couldn't tell you what it is to save my life. If you have any comments of your own, you can call us at 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. And uh, you can leave a message, uh, leave uh, your suggestion or your opinion. That's fine. We may even mm -hmm. put you on the air. Who knows? Yeah, and mail it, itsanotherday.com, mail it, itsanotherday.com, or you can go mail at crnamerica.com, mail at crnamerica.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to record a piece of audio, you think you have a comment, that would be the way to get it to us is via the email, and you never know. We might get it going, oh, that's an interesting, and we'd play it. Yes. And Who knows? You could be a star. Hey, have you? <laughs> have, I don't know. Hey, tell your friends about the show, by the way, will you? Tell your friends about the show and also about CRN America, our streaming site, because it's 24-7, seven days a week. Bill, have a wonderful weekend. Yeah, uh, you do the same. Enjoy the snow up there in Boston if you have any. I think you're going to get some this weekend, so, you know. Actually, it's been, it was, it was um, the wind blowing like hell, you know, last night. Today, we get a little bit of snow with, I was actually avoiding the trip back to Pennsylvania because there's snow there today, but the temperature's warm, so it's not going to stick. Tomorrow, I'm going to deal with maybe some rain, and there I'm going to deal with just um, sunny and cool day, and I'm going, I'll drive in that. I'm not going to go and drive in uh, slippery wet roads. I just, I'm, you know, I don't want to deal with that. Why do I feel like I just heard a weather forecast? Hey, uh, 
<laughs> well, you know what? I can tell you this. No, no, we haven't got time. No, no, I'll just say the weather forecast that I saw this morning is yes. the same one I saw yesterday. As a matter of fact, I've been seeing it all damn week. The well, same one yeah. over and over and over again, and the dog with a shovel. Welcome to New England. Have a good one, my friend. We'll talk to you later. Adios. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America.